Rats, rats eat eggs. Hello, everybody. This podcast is Lava. Welcome to part two of our interview with Harry Daniels. Enjoy. And uh, it was really interesting. So I like that whole thing of like, because you're very right. Like afterlife from a from a Jewish perspective, like doesn't really come in into the picture until they've really been integrated with Hellenistic culture for 400 years, right? So it was kind of a it was an adopted idea with a couple of tiny roots in their own tradition, but developed there. One, one, one question for you. Yeah. Did the pastor know that you're, I ran it by him. Okay. So I just want, I just want to know. I was like, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's unpack that. So it was a sermon. So then the sermon, Why don't we believe in the resurrection? Well, so I, the, the whole point was going like, I can, I know what you believe by what you did in the last 24 hours. <laughs> so, you show me your last 24 hours and I'll show you if you believe in the resurrection or not. I, I haven't met people who believe in the resurrection Interesting. to this day, right? Like I've not met someone who walks around with the idea of like, no, we die and then we're raised back to life, uh, that that's an option. And so it was really a challenge to go like, if you believe, if you're going to claim belief in this thing, like, Belief is your life. So and see, I, I uh, we went to New, we've been going to New Hope, um, and Brian, yeah, the yeah. church, and he gave one of the best Easter sermons I've ever mm. heard. It was he said, "There's three things you can believe." He said, "You can believe that you." I think it, it was kind of like there's no Jesus. He didn't res. He didn't raise from the dead. It's all just a story. Right, right, right. He did die. Jesus was a real person. He did die, and his disciples went and took him out of the tomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard all these different options. Or, this is the C.S. Lewis triad, I think. Or you 100% believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, went to hell, or whatever, yeah, went yeah. to wherever he went, and rose from the dead on the third day. Right. And he said, you can believe all three. You can believe one of those three things. Right. He said, but what you do, he said, depending on what you believe, that should change your whole life. The whole, your life is your If belief. you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose three days later. Whole life. Your whole life has to completely change. Yeah. And why do I have a vendetta against modern Christianity? Those three things right there. Why? Because, right, like. You could go to those three things, or the lack of the, any uh, the, sort of. I guess the lack, reflection the lack of, of response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's super in modern America. We have no persecution. Like the maximum persecution is like I'm a Christian. I didn't bake a cake for a gay couple, and I got sued. That's the maximum persecution we receive. In China, you get beaten and killed. In other uh, many other countries, if you are a differing religious belief from the like government ordained faith mm-hmm. you are beaten or killed in prison what you pick a pick a list and all throughout history there are countries where that's been true for the jews know especially like the russians the germans just right, been a really right. bad situation for them for a lot of situations or a lot of time periods um modern america we have no persecution and not every church but the majority of churches, especially the ones that want to get people in the door and money in their pockets, are making a very easy Christianity. And if you actually read the Bible, believe it or not, like you don't have to believe it. You could read the Bible and be like, okay, I don't believe any of this. But if I did, this would be how my life is. And then compare it to modern Christians. 
And across the board, there would be a gross hypocrisy. Oh, man. You do realize that, like, that is the basis of our religion is that we all, every single one of the seven billion people on the planet falls short. Yeah. No, I definitely allow so for, we're like... all hypocrites. I allow for mistakes, but, like, so there you, should what be... what you're telling me is you've never... I'm not putting myself okay. on a soapbox. I Let me approach this from as, as much of an un... Uh, not an unbiased, but let me let me approach this from. Um, He's holding the microphone. Folks. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like where this would where this would come from. <laughs> oh, hmm. Where this would come from for me? I'm not saying, hey, look, you are doing this wrong. I am doing this right. I'm not. Inclu- right, right. I'm including myself in the sense that, in reading anything in the scripture, like okay. I guess I, I, it's really hard well, to articulate. I'm we, trying to like boil it down to a condensed format. We know what you're saying. There's a mass hypocrisy and churches are not helping. Yeah. I think if you actually looked at a lot of churches that you've been to personally, I think and my personal thing about churches, there's going to be negative things. And oh, there's going to be positive. Yeah. Community and always you you have to look for the positive thing. If every service you go to, you look for at least one positive thing because there is right. one positive thing out of pretty much every Christian service in America. Yes, Joel Olstein, I don't know Exists. much about the dude. I don't think he's the worst person in the world. Yeah. I don't think he's a, what's the other guy? Ken. Oh, uh, no. I don't think Joel Olstein is a, what's it, whatever his name is, the other I pastor who who's talk- a tube yeah, full, yeah. full of demons. You I guys talked about this on an episode. I don't think he's like. that guy. I think Joel Osteen has some good stuff and some bad stuff. Is it wrong? But the problem is what we start doing is once money starts getting involved, then we start analyzing it from a very worldly perspective, and we start... Oh, yeah, yeah, But the thing is, pastors have to make wage, too. They have to live. They have to do things. Yes, they make more... Yes, if they make more money, then we start getting angry. But anybody that makes more money than you, you get angry at. Yeah. If you look at Justin Bieber and you go, oh, he just sings sometimes and he's worth millions of dollars. You can get mad at him, but... But let me let me just add a yeah, like yeah, the yeah. devil's advocate. We are not letting Harry talk at all. It's, it's making let, me let, angry personally. <laughs> let me play the devil's advocate just one point. Justin no. Bieber does not claim to be saving people from death. To be to be at the uh, the in the leadership role of something that claims to care for widows and orphans. If you could see me right now, I'm very poised. You are. My hands are like this. Yes. But right. But like that's <laughs> that's my point. Like if you have money and you don't claim to want to help anybody or like claim to be a part of an organization that is designed to help other people, then make as much money as you want and spend it on yourself. That's fine. Like Justin Bieber doesn't make a claim to be part of a religion that says actually does. But yeah, well, yes, but like he's not a he leader. He hangs out with Groot guy. <laughs> Don't get me started. You didn't know what we're talking about. Hillsong church, yeah, New York yeah. city. Yeah. The lead pastor is like a, a model. He's, and he's, oh yeah. Yeah. Like so chiseled and his pants were down to his group. He's got the V he's got, he's got the V, got, got the v that I, I will v. never have. Okay. I just started Finish every point so he can again. get to his second thought that we've let him have resurrection. Resurrection. Oh, yeah, I remember. Faithless okay. funerals. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Go, go, go. That was, that was it. I think that, uh, when we're you're an hour and a half in, when you're part of a, he's talked 10 minutes. Well, that's not true. When you're part I have of, no time constraints, so it's neither do I, you guys. So. so part three of the I just have to get about five tomorrow. Same, bro. Or six. Me too. Sick. Five. Yeah. Good. I've been doing it because I'm running two miles. 
I'm doing it because I'm going to CrossFit. Nice. You're disgusting. I'm doing it because I'm going to work. Sick, (laughs) horrible person. When I say that, I restarted for the fifth time three days ago. Sam, do you know what CrossFit is? Yeah. Have you ever watched the CrossFit competitions? It's about to start again. It makes you want to vomit watching it. Yeah. Sam, finish your point. Oh, now there's too many stories. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I know, right? That's why I'm trying to (laughs) gather it all. What the heck is going on, man? We need notebooks. No, this is the way my brain works. I can gather so many things, and then I'm like, all right, stop with all those. We have to finish this one up. Yep, that's okay. Good. That's amazing. You'd make a good podcast. I try. He does. He honestly does. No, if you're if you're the leadership of an organization that's tax-exempt yeah. and claims to be mm-hmm. designed to help the widows and orphans, then there should be evidence of that, whereas if you're making a million dollars- That whole what do you believe thing. Right. If you practice what you preach, Justin Bieber doesn't preach that he's trying to help the widows and orphans. No. So therefore- I don't go and judge him on the criteria of how he's helping the widows and orphans. Right. That's, that's the gist of it. And I think that there certainly are good churches out there, even like churches that doctrinally I'd be like, what the heck are you smoking? Might still be so doing Satan's insane work. So Satan's actually got I think, And yeah, like it's amazing. That's, that's my whole point. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, my friend always, she's like, uh, she, she always uh, says that, I don't know why Christians call themselves a mano. Uh, theistic culture. You have four deities. You've got Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, and the devil. <laughs> I was like, yep. And the devil is oh. the Lord of the earth. <laughs> yeah, so, so I really never understood why people want to be devil worshippers. He's like not as good. Uh, have you ever watched the it's a documentary Hellbound? No, but it sounds familiar. It's super great. Is it all about like devil worshippers? No, it's all about the three primary views of hell that we have and where they've come Did from. Did we let Ooh. Sam finish his point so that I don't know, can talk? I think that was I think that was concise enough to move on I to like new it. content. Sam is done. Harry, <laughs> you're on. So okay, the last so the, resurrection, resurrection. We did that. Okay. I think that's an interesting way to hold that belief. That's the yeah. most interesting way to me. It's like, do I believe it? And I think I ended that whole thing with. So if you're going to claim belief in resurrection you and you watch the news and you don't do anything about what you just saw or heard, there's your evidence. Like, did you do something about that or did you not? You, If you did, you believe in the resurrection. Like, if you didn't, like, this is something different. But, Anyways. But Harry, someone also take care of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> we just watch this. Yeah. So then. Uh, <laughs> the Avengers will, will come. This is uh, probably one of, I don't think I've shared this publicly or with too many people before, but. Now it's going to be on a podcast where at least 10 people will listen to same, it. <laughs> right. This, it's basically just us listening it. to it on a loop. So. It was one of the stories that I wanted to put in the TED Talk, but then just through the process of being completely ADHD and nervous, I totally forgot about uh, during the thing and luckily shouldn't have because I was overtime by a minute. Um, <laughs> <gasps> Wait, they had 18 minute sections? It's supposed to be 18, like a TED Talk now. That's disgusting. 18 minutes. That's, that doesn't, a strange And time. they were encouraging 12 and then 12, 13 minutes. Like, that's the window they were shooting for. Um, I hate that it's not 15. Continue. <laughs> or 20. Just round up. <laughs> I know. It's so, no, it needs to be, it needs to be in, in, in quarters. Just perfectly. Continue. So, the one was... Uh, Faithless funerals. Lost. So, it was my first funeral that I experienced. Like, faith has always been tricky for me. And there's been times where there's uh, um, a deep pursuit of faith. And then there's a time where it's like, okay, faith is absent. And one of the first uh, funerals that I went to where faith was just gone, like I was, 
it was the first time I'd been at a funeral internally knowing like I'm not even agnostic right now. Like I'm I'm an atheist right now at this funeral. So this was this wasn't that the the people at the funeral were faithless. This was from your internal this perspective. This is my yeah, my okay. experience of Just clarifying. Oh, interesting. So it was um my my brother and his wife three days before three or four days before the due date of their son Titus cord wrapped and Titus died. And so we drove out and they live super hard to believe in God. <laughs> well, and that was, and I was going into that like maybe a month or two ahead is when I had kind of been like, I, I don't think faith fits anymore. And so this is the first funeral space where I've ever gone to like, Oh, this is, this will be interesting. Hmm. What was insanely surprising to me was <clears throat> there's this strange thing I noticed for myself that at a lot of other funerals that I had been a part of while holding faith, there's this weird middle middle section of like, why is it hard to hold on to grief? I think sometimes it might be the narratives that we have about faith. Some of that related to like the heaven conversation where it goes like, so I'm sad because I just lost this person, but I'm also supposed to be hopeful because I know I'll be with them in heaven someday. And not Unless every they're a bad person, <laughs> that, but that Do never happens believe? at a funeral. No, <laughs> I don't know. Do they believe everybody is? Everyone goes to a better place. It's like, yeah, just like know. Skippy the dog. Totally, totally. He went straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> the worst dog ever. He did a lot of bad dog things. <laughs> My goldfish too. <laughs> he cared about cats, and it was like he went straight to hell. Um, it forced me to to really be in a space of. I'm going, sorry. You're fine, man. That took way too long to land. <laughs> Wait, what did he just say? Oh. Um, so it forced me to be in a a space of going like, this is the only interaction I get with this person. One, because three days early and, and is born still, right? So um, Did you get to hold? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is just a, just such a crazy power. Especially when you see it's it's super powerful. And then when you look in your brother's eyes, oh, and if you, if you look in her eyes, especially, yeah, you, you see it, it wrecks you. Yeah, it, it wrecks you as a person because not you, just like in that moment, like you've experienced more death personally than I have. Yeah. But when um, when my sister in law's baby died, and I went, we went at like one in the morning. And yeah, they were just both there, and I, I, they, Olivia forced me to hold her, um, their child, maybe. Yeah. And I didn't want to, I don't like holding babies, period. Right. I'm just weird about it. But I held it, I, I held her and it's just weird. So weird. It's so weird. And then when I, I didn't cry when I saw, um, when I saw my sister-in-law, but I cried when I saw him mm. because because my, my brother-in-law is such a foundation. You just got it. He's there. And he wasn't crying. You could just see it in his eyes. Something shifted. Yeah. And you go, ooh, that's not good. That's that's a scary look. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's the closest death. that I, That is the closest to death I've ever been. Right. And so, continue, I'm sorry. I just, just holding that person is insane. So it was the first time where I'm faced with this, like, this might be it. Like, this is the only thing. And so what happened was 
and maybe not everybody experiences that whole tension of like, I'm sad, but I know I'll see you. And, and what that creates in me or had created in me before up to that point was an inability to properly let go or grieve the process. And so it's almost like, man, this is, it helped me jumpstart into the grieving process super fast to go like, this is the moment we're in. We're grieving this person. And it isn't, that's where like so many, so much of scripture is really interesting that it's not afraid to really go into the dark places and, and not end with like, and then everything was okay. But like, well, if you go, don't read, don't read Leviticus. (laughs) No, no. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. One of the best examples of that is, is David was a man after God's own heart. Right. Right. And just what we were supposed to do at funerals, according to Harry, at least (laughs) (laughs) what we're supposed to do at funerals but seriously, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they did that in the Bible with David. Yeah, they showed he was this young kid who went in and had his beliefs, and he he went and killed the giant and chased after the Philistines and was crowned king. And then he was on the run from Saul, and then he became king. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he slept with another guy's wife and had that guy killed Murdered and thrown. This a guy is. And, is a man after God's own heart? And yeah, yeah, yeah. If, what is this? And if it's, I think it's <laughs> Christians aren't perfect. Largely accepted that he wrote a good number of the Psalms, or there, yep. there are Psalms attributed to him. I should rather say I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. the percentage is, but in those Psalms that we and there's Song of Solomon, ooh, um, that he wrote. Great there's roses. almost an ecclesiastical way of like he's in these highs and lows so he's writing in one moment where he feels you mean depression like, existed back then yeah what um that just happened the last 10 years this was these freaking that's, millennials that's him working through that and it's not just being like and he had faith all of his days and he was completely confident right, and right, right. sure of everything there's moments when he's just like where if there, you know god like where are you at because yeah. like this is not good i'm in a bad place like and then there's literally a book exactly about that, which is called Job. The book of Job is a great one of like, hey, you're grieving. Uh, Job grew, it grieved. What's the plural of grie- <laughs> grieves? Grievi. He grieved. <laughs> he grieved way more than you because he, he had way more than you, buddy. He, and he lost all of that. Right. And then his wife was like, curse God and die. So good. And he still didn't. What? <laughs> it's such a bizarre. <laughs> Just makes you look like a pansy. Oh man, it's crazy. Anyways, Greasy so you were at a, you were at a, you were at a you were officiating a funeral you weren't officiating that. no i was just you were not officiating you were just, you were just attending there okay. or so you, it was part of so it was just had... me experiencing that space internally without anybody knowing and it it would almost made me go like i think in the future even if when when i find faith again or something like funeral day i walk in as an atheist at least for six hours so yeah. that I get straight to the process of like, this has come to an end. I need to grieve this There's person. nothing more. I need this. to, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. It's like sleeping and it's black. But at least for the ongoing relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which allows me to actually enter into the loss and it doesn't keep me in this weird limbo state. And even, even if you assume that there is some great glorious afterlife, it just to add to what you had already said, it's like, it is even say you're reunited in that place. It's the end of a dynamic, right? 
and you'll never get that dynamic back. If you're in heaven and you meet this person again, it's not like, <laughs> yeah. hey, what's up? Let's go to the bar, you know, hang out. It's like, no, that that, that this... thing is done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know something worse? There's no bars in heaven? No, no, no. In heaven, there <laughs> no. is no beer. <laughs> we are just memories. Oh, I love it. So if ooh. you, if this is something I asked Silas one time, I'll put him on the spot. I said, would you rather me die or have amnesia and I will never recover and I will not know you like I know you right now? Jeez, man. <sighs> we would have to start over and I'm a 22 year old that doesn't have a memory past the age of five. Yeah. I can talk. I can do things. I'm fine. Build new memories, but we don't. But. I don't history. know who you are. You are a stranger to me. And he said, I think I would rather you totally. die. And you know, there's a lot of weird memories. <laughs> That's one of the hardest stories I've listened to. I've listened to some podcasts where um, someone who I like had a relative. Theolo- not theological. It's, it's philosophical. Life, philosophical analysis of like tragedy. Um, I listened to a, a young man who... Uh, that's why people have faith, so they can just go, ah, whatever. Faith, right. right, yeah, totally. This is my crutch. Um, yeah. I don't want to think about it. I don't have to actually deal with anything. It can help. You it think can, about defi- those it can definitely help. I'm right. not saying it's, it's, I have faith. I believe, right, right. I believe. But it, if you don't think about it. You don't allow it to help you engage some, in the spectrum of ex- experience, then you're. There's yeah. a reason why there's that. And your body. I'm holding the mic again. He's very has, serious. There's ways that I your you. body copes with things. I yeah, guess, you yeah. Know? And to like block that, and be like, no, I will not cry, I will not grieve, I will not experience right, this. Right. You lose out on all of that. Well, here's and they the, show it in the movies new... a lot too. People <laughs> people put off emotions, and then by the end of the movie, they break down and finally give in to their emotions, and then yeah, it's a good yeah. moving scene. You go, wow. Well, what? That's how I felt about my press. dog. So, so this so interesting. So I got to go see. The last, what, the Avengers uh, Endgame. And I thought there was this really interesting thing that happened when Iron Man dies. Spoiler alert. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, you're lame. Dumbledore dies. (laughs) Snipe kills Dumbledore. Sorry, gang. Uh, When that one main character dies. uh, (laughs) But no, when, when Iron Man dies, what happened in the theater, and I'm watching the movie way after when it came out, because I don't. It wasn't and like, so is everybody else in the theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone there with you was not a nerd, and <laughs> or like, and I'm hardcore. not sure what the early reactions to it were. But in that funeral on that fun. day, there were sobs audible in the room, and I think it's been ten years building experience with this person, quote unquote. Right, right, right. That like, so, but what is that? Why the sob to the person that we all know isn't? That's a character. It's a fictional character, and it's. I think a lot of it. Like it's part of the funeral problem because we don't get to tactilely engage the emotional experience of someone passing in these spaces. And so when you get like a princess Diana dies or a Michael Jackson dies, all of a sudden all of culture says it's okay to grieve. And so they're not actually grieving Iron Man dying. Mm -hmm. Like they're holding the pain from the people that they've tried to experience. And this is where they get to live it out and let it out. 
Um, I think that's what's happening. I like that. I I like it, but it sucks that it's a necessary thing right now because it doesn't have to. You could actually do all of that work with the people who mean the most to you. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. You're supposed to buck up, buddy. (laughs) They're in heaven now. You're not allowed to be sad. But unfortunately, like that whole industry is, is it's a service industry and it needs to be an experience industry. Do you know why they can make billions of dollars on movies? Because of a stupid thing called emotions. <laughs> it's well, it's better, not stupid, but yet. it's a thing called yeah. emotions. Better yet, they can help you experience real life emotions when you could just have them in real life. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And so I think it's important because then I go like... Do you want a meaningful relationship? No? Well, we have an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a movie. But I think... So there is a good part of it too, though, because without that, without those super meaningful, visible stories... That's all the more like undealt with stuff that people are carrying around. But I really don't think it's Iron Man dying that makes people cry. It's the fact that they I lost a friend or a parent that. or a, and it's like, this is the place where or it's goldfish okay. and they were five. <laughs> right. Uh, you don't grieve stuff. The, uh, it's the baby bird I found and it died. It's so sad. I will say children, <laughs> children, uh, that's why Jesus was so. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the purest form of human. They don't have that wall up yet mm-hmm. and it's great until also you get super annoying the guy who goes bucket up <laughs> it literally just takes the one person to suddenly just like walls up tap the glass and it just shatters yeah, to yeah. pieces because maybe it's the way i've been raised but normal functioning life can't go on right if we don't bucket up sometimes mm-hmm. i burned my arm Totally. I can't sit and grieve me burning my arm. Forever. I have to continue work. And so there there are moments where we do need to buck it up. Yes. But not all the time. We do need to let loose. And yeah, especially yeah, yeah. as a as a straight white male <laughs> or as a male in mm-hmm. general, you need to express yourself. And I understand that. Yeah, I yeah. just my tear ducts dried up. Yeah. Yeah. Need, <laughs> there needs to be a space where they're like cuz you're cuz you're a straight white male. Yeah. And you have no emotions. Buck it up, buddy. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, there should be like a space. The other thing that is just troublesome for me that I'm working on is I am a very opinionated person. Heck yeah. And a lot of times I think. That's why I piss off Sam because I'm not, <laughs> but I am. Yeah. But I also think I piss you off because I have an opinion. Like, exactly. Like if I like, so the church, <laughs> you're wrong. The church thing. Like when I have a very strong opinion about something, I don't necessarily posit that I am correct, but I have a very strong opinion about it personally. Yeah. And then I voice it. And I'm like, am I going to, like, not that I'm going to, I'm not afraid keeps, of getting flack for it, he keeps but I'm really getting, afraid of people hating me for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sam is continually afraid that he's going to lose Silas and I as friends. Not you guys. I just don't want to seem like I'm a like, jerk. Like, dude, I mean, you'd have. Not to even you guys, just to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't think I'll ever lose you two, hopefully. So your second point was going to a church and how you get more of the grieving process if you go into a funeral as an atheist. At least giving yourself the space to name, like, this season is done. Right um, and so maybe you don't have to go in and experience it as an atheist, but for a time to be to actually allow the pain to to set in because it's it's like... It's painful. I think there's a lesson with for it, anyone, like, spiritual or not. Yeah. You, can, yeah. you can take that. But what's interesting, and I've experienced this a lot with people, is the... They jump so quickly, or some of the folks that I know so quickly to the, we'll see them again, or God had a plan, or all of that. Don't be sad. Essentially, that's what they're, I'm uncomfortable with sadness, so 
Don't cry. You'll see them again. Yeah. And it it just... Please stop crying. It Please creates... Stop crying. Such Please, <laughs> stop crying. Please stop crying. Can you imagine? And in a sense, you're hearing that all day on the day that you've just lost this person. And so that's not healthy or good or going to no, lead not. to something. So, yeah, it's, there's a little bit of like... You need to grieve. Let's let the darkness in a little bit because in that dark place, there's things to that are important that if you mm-hmm. don't go there, you're never going to grow in that nope. area. Dang so. it. That's going to be a sign at my funeral. It's just going to be like, don't let yeah. the darkness in. No, so, it's going to be like, it's just going to be so don't. So y'all who are listening have like some people dying, just please reach out. <laughs> I want to do their funerals. <laughs> yes. I want to make them dark and depressing. So, so the link down grieve. below is going to be, it's so, going to be Harry's uh, efficient. Today we're just inter- go to the Instagram, message him, say, I just had someone die in Oklahoma. We'll so, fly you out. Come over here. So the, um, pay a 200 post TEDx thing has been. What was the what was the crowd's reaction? That was going to be my question. Well, it's still happening. Like even with some of the people who are there, that I'm I'm still getting like DMs and Instagram you know, like via Instagram and Facebook of people saying things like, "Hey, seven years ago I lost my sister, and your talk helped me understand yeah. that again." And then I had people. That's awesome. I've had people since then who've gone like. I lost a you know brother or friend a year ago. So like telling me about the past, but now even there's been somebody who said like I just lost somebody, and some of the language that you offered has helped me figure out how to give something valuable to other people. But now Crazy. then there's other people who are going like, "Hey, I'm in a tough situation that just seems it feels like a sort of death." what are your thoughts? And so just having those conversations with people has been super cool. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I, I would, can, yeah. Can I do that all day? Uh, that'd be super fun. I want to hold all your all death and pain and grief. Like I want to hold that with you and help you hold you it. Gotta have an outlet. <laughs> right. So that's, uh, that's kind of what been, but then the idea afterwards is just going like funeral industry really hasn't been innovated in, in a couple hundred years. Do you realize that like, Ton of places haven't been interviewed. <laughs> Again, yeah. Viking burning in the ship funeral. Super cool. <laughs> Think about it. Um, <laughs> that package only costs fifteen hundred bucks. But specifically around the idea of tactile visitation space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like. I would. I would love to be doing that as a set. I love setting up spaces. I've always loved doing that and creating an environment and an atmosphere and then guiding people through that. And so. Um, now that I'm not working at the church, it's going like, what's the next step? Um, Harry Daniels funeral director, Harry, Mary, Barry. There we go. <laughs> but it'll be spelled. <laughs> it'll be spelled as all the names, <laughs> right? Harry, Mary, Barry. Did that take a second? Sam? It took a second. Cause, Cause I, it took me a second, but I didn't react the same way. I went here. We're like, that's stupid. Don't name it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, I don't know what I was I thinking. Thought, I thought Mary isn't happy and Barry is in the fruit. And then I went. I thought Mary oh. is in the name. I never considered it that way. I, I was thought, just names. I thought Mary as in someone's Magdalene. name. You thought about Barry this. Barry as in Barrymore. The perfect amount of time. <laughs> Harry, Mary, Barry. That's a phenomenal Instagram handle, right? Dude, Bro. That, is, that is your business mm-hmm. card. Probably not, but it'd be fun. <laughs> no. You would get the right clientele if that was your well, handle. Here's the thing. Like. I think the most interesting, I love doing weddings. Yeah. My favorite thing. This year I just added like a. You always read out of Proverbs? No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I 
So I haven't done like an overtly religious ceremony in a while. I had some friends who just got married and they wanted me to do their wedding. And so they, they were, they had some like religion is insane. Faith is so important to them. And so they're like, we want to do a reading and we want you to read the reading, right? The first Corinthians. So in my wedding ceremony, I really try to say things that people have never heard before. <laughs> I'm like, what is this guy doing is almost what I want. Who is this to guy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but whoa, who is this guy? That was, I'm thinking about my I'm relationship. I'm going to him to my next TEDx. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, they're like, we want first Corinthians 13 read. Love is pain. Love is kind. You know, that whole thing. I was like, what am, okay, we can read that. What am I going to say that's never been said about this chapter before? And I've tried to think of it in the past. At the rehearsal, we're going through everything. What and is the <laughs> Driving home and all of a sudden I was like, Got it. So <laughs> I read first Corinthians. I don't like the laugh. <laughs> That's the scary part. I got it. <laughs> I read. I'm going to ruin this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so love is awesome and all, but you're going to hate each other some days. Harry, Mary, and divorce. You're going to want to punch her right in the face. <laughs> so That's read, where my card comes in. <laughs> read first Corinthians first. Uh, first Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Blah, 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 blah. Get the end. I'm just like. If this sounds like it was written by some like hopeless romantic single guy who'd never been married, it's because it was probably written by some hopeless romantic <laughs> guy who had never been married. And it was really interesting. All the it connected so deeply with some of the couples who yep. had been married a long time. They were like You're yeah. like they're like, My single friends are freaking <laughs> idiots. <laughs> Why are they doing this today? Uh no, the uh but just that idea of like it's not that simple. It's, no, not that, it's not that idealized. You ask a 30-year-in married couple to write, rewrite 1 Corinthians 13. Guaranteed they do not come up with anything that looks like <laughs> the current 1 Corinthians 13. Maybe in the write the idealized version, but love, yeah. is way, love is way messier and tougher and grimier than all of that. Like, I mean, when you break it down to its very core, which is basically what 1 Corinthians is, is... Love is really hard Insanely to continue, hard. continue loving someone. That's yeah. why marriage. That's why divorce is such a huge industry. Yeah, because people find, oh, I don't love you anymore. Well, did you love him in the first place? Totally. Interestingly enough, Sam's getting a divorce. <laughs> no, uh, it's, this is news it's, to absolutely everyone. The the weddings <laughs> that read that, you know, I would say probably a good majority of them are like some religious Christian. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Judeo Christian wedding and uh the statistics for divorce is this roughly the same in churches if not higher right right so it's tricky it's it's interesting marriage is tricky yeah but it makes me there i do want to do thing. a wedding i didn't someday. really have a point to say with that so <laughs> this, <laughs> this is my differentiating with people like marriage is so hard no it's not it's living with another human being that's insanely hard because whenever somebody's like, oh, marriage is so hard, you should never get married. It's like, then you should never have a roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because living with someone is insanely hard. It's marriage tough. just means you're committed. Yeah. Like, that's all that, diff that's the differential. You're in it for... You're going to continue living with this person. Yeah. You're going to continue hoping they don't kill you in your sleep. You're going to continue... <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, have you watched Fern Brady's stand-up? I have not. Okay. I've watched so much stand-up. 
She has Fern Brady. Fern Brady. She's uh, I think she's Irish. You need to watch uh, you need to watch Joe Rogan's new stand up. Okay. After this, that's your research. All right, love it. <laughs> Exchanging. She has this up. one joke that's so amazing about uh, wanting to kill her sleeping uh, husband. I think it's, it's amazing. Fern Brady stand up. Yeah. Well, no, I'm never going to sleep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. How much you trust the other person in your bed that you're sleeping with? Yeah. You go, I don't know if I'm, I sleep like a rock. She could kill me anytime she wants. Yeah. Now, if she starts, like, if she doesn't kill me instantly, I could probably overpower her. And, like, <laughs> we could go from there. But <laughs> she better do it the first time right. Get her done. The gun's right there. Just do that. Don't go for the pillow. No. I yeah. will wake up and overpower you. <laughs> oh, a pillow fight. How sweet of you. <laughs> I've thought about this. <laughs> You're ready. You're prepped. I'm ready. All scenarios played out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. With a secret button on the headboard that pops a knife into his hand. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a headboard. <laughs> <laughs> I also, yeah. Same. Uh, anyways. Anyways, marriage is interesting. A lot of weddings should fa- sound like funerals. Like You're letting go of who you are. Because that is what a true marriage is. Yeah. Is dying. And so, becoming a new person. That's why totally. it always, it always freaks me out whenever they're moving into one or the other's place. Mm. Never do that. Ever. Like in go f- go find a new place. You mean go get a new the place. pre-established yeah, kingdom. Even if it's the place next door, leave that place that you're so comfortable with. Because my mom, that's what my mom like. I was gonna live here for like a month before we got married. And she's like, don't do that. She's like, you will get into habits that you will not want her to break, mm. and that will make it harder. If yeah, you yeah. move in together, then you will... Right, right, right. She may not like the drawer that the silverware is in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not going to want to move it because it's been there for a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that would be it my... takes guys forever to relearn where silverware drawers are. Uh-huh. I still don't know where it is. <laughs> One of the dumbest things, whenever there's a panel of switches, and there's four of them, you can live in that house for 30 years. You still don't know what the <laughs> any of the switches do. <laughs> Why is this here? I lived in my parents' house for 19 years. <laughs> there is a panel with three switches. And no one I knows. was just learning what they did. Oh. At work, we just, there was, there's like, you know. This whole, isn't relevant. There's a whole panel of. <laughs> no, it's only relevant because it's funny. There's like a, a whole room, the studio that lights up and it's controlled by. Oh, individual crap. individual double uh, light switch boxes, and there's like five of them in a row, each one with two switches, yeah, yeah. and there's a duplicate set of them on the opposite end of the studio. <laughs> so up and down doesn't mean on and off for any of them. So they just look like a, a series of like do 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 do. The only one that so I like, know, I don't know, I have OCD until <laughs> he starts describing that, and then I'm like, that would make me infuriated. There, there is yeah, only yeah, yeah. one switch that I need to know, and it's the entrance hallway light. And I turn that one on, and I go into my studio where all the lights are controlled by me, and I leave the rest to somebody else. Because <laughs> so it's like, how do you remember? Yeah, because what you do is you go turn them all down. See, I'm still back at there. You turn them all <laughs> down, and then you go fix them on the other board because they all need to be universal. leveled out. Like, yeah, no. Eventually, maybe You have a little OCD vibes. Just sometimes, but not really. Yeah, okay. That's something I want to talk about, too. You done, Sam? That is a funny story, and I hate it. (laughs) 
Good. I love it. I love the funny part. I hate the story because it makes me angry. Hey, James, you know what? Sometimes they don't get along with you and I would hate to live with you. (laughs) That's why I'm not married to you. Yeah, you're right. That'd be gay. (laughs) Gosh, dang it. Walked right into that one. (laughs) It did. Now that has to all be cut out. Ah, Sam, that was great. Okay, so what else are we... You, Let's talk I think about you may have talked about. <laughs> I think you made your three points. No, he didn't. I think so. No, he no. just made two points. The third point was talking about his podcast. We'll get right. To, we'll get okay. to that. Yeah. But the other one is something about you guys. Do you have ADA, AD, uh, oh, yeah. ADD? Oh yeah, insanely. Have you noticed I can't sit still? Yep. Okay. I mean, that's my. It's it, part of why I was like so much more relaxed been, once I've, the video went off. I was like, oh, good. I don't have to worry about my knee yeah. bouncing anymore. And see, my mom always yelled at me about moving my oh, yeah. feet. So I never move my feet. If you notice, I have to have something in my hands. Totally. And that, that helps me focus. Yep. The whole time. Did you, have you noticed me yeah. doing this? Need it. You Best have to have something to do with your hands. And so... Now you have me analyzing why I'm picking my jeans right now. <laughs> that's just fun. You don't have ADD. <laughs> I have different... I don't know. Were you diagnosed or... No, I've never been... I've been to a doctor like four, three times. <laughs> right. <laughs> why would you go to a doctor? Because money. Totally. But anyways, okay. So tell us a little bit about your ADD. Your how did you know you have ADD? How do you know you have ADD? Yeah. Uh, how early did you know? Wait, Let me say that. You, you said ADD, know. ADHD. Uh, same thing. Explain in that. And in, in current, kind of the most recent or last five, ten years, ADD and ADHD, it all falls under ADHD now. Okay. So <clears throat> some people might still identify as ADD, but. Whenever someone's getting diagnosed with whatever that is, it's always ADHD right now. Okay. So, um, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. What I've, the way I found out, um, so right out of high school, I got that job at a church, highly creative, very hands off, got to work with one of the coolest people ever who was like, yeah, that's one of the interesting things about church jobs is that they are very, they feel extremely entrepreneurial with none of the risk. <laughs> like you get to show up to work today and you go like, what needs done? Oh, I guess that needs done. And I want to do that right now. Okay. I'll go do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm bored of that now. Now I'm going to go hang out with a person or, you know, yeah. you just choose your own adventure every day, which is amazing. Um, as, as long as you choose all of the adventure, uh, adventures by the end of the year. Right. <laughs> like, so, Someone didn't clean the bathroom for a whole year. <laughs> yeah. No one chose that adventure. <laughs> well, that was the other thing I super lucked out at is the, the first job that I had. It was a, it was a whole church staff. Like there were six or seven people on staff all the time, each with kind of specialized roles. And so it was in just, all I had to worry about was youth ministry. And that was it. Like I didn't think about it that. It was very well delegated. And it was teen youth ministry. So it wasn't even like. That was super well delegated. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Down to the age. Yep. That's so awesome. It was great. Uh, Not seven, a lot of youth pastors get that. No, I can't. I can't imagine. I think that one of my struggles at this the farmhouse was like, I was technically in charge of zero to eighteen year olds, and it was like, woohoo! I don't. That's an age difference. Uh, plus all the other things. You're like, learning yeah. to walk. And that wasn't You're even learning my primary. To date girls. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm supposed to hand you a framework for understanding uh, a library of literature gathered over 3,500 years. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, little Timmy. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's intense. So. Um, 
had this job that was super easy. And then right out of there, went and worked on a well drilling rig with my brother, Tim. It was fun. So fun working with Tim and Steve and Steve. I just, I just paid back Steve for all the times he would scare the crap out of me as a kid. Oh yeah. And he's the youngest, like he's the youngest brother. He would come up with elaborate ways to just scare the shit out of me, which is really fun. Uh, and so it was like, he was the one in charge of, (laughs) world <laughs> he was the one in charge of <laughs> seeing what happened um, uh the big rig and making it all work and it was stressful and so i would just try to scare the out of him as often as possible <laughs> and uh and so that was an insanely fun time and then right after that i got to go work for goodwill and their social work department and their social work department is primarily funded by government grants mm-hmm. and so uh, with government grants comes a lot of reporting and billing and just documenting every, it was every, you had to document, I think every 10 minutes of your day. That's awesome. Horrible. Especially for someone with ADHD, but who didn't know it. Right. So I'm in that space and I start doing something more that I've done my whole life, which is lie about a thing I was supposed to have done so that I can buy myself a little more time to get that thing done and no one's the wiser, right? Except this is the first time I'm in like an extremely, like there's a rigid system here and there's a lot to document and report. And so it'd be like, oh yeah, did you do this? Yeah, I'll go do that. But on the way to go do that, Somebody else would say, did you do this? I'd be like, yeah. And then forget about this one, <laughs> right? Because it was like, yep, it's out of my brain now. So it's a, it's a very common coping mechanism for people with ADHD to lie about things that they perceive as small. But then if you get in a, an intense enough environment, you can't keep track of it all. And so eventually it became like, I, I've had the realization, like I've, I've, this is all going to collapse here in a minute. If I'm not. And so did you get officially diagnosed then? So I went to my boss and I said, hey. This isn't working. Something is strange. I'm not acting within what I perceive to be my character, (laughs) but I'm I'm like totally out of bounds. Here's what's going on. And he said, dude, we'll figure it out. We have this employee assistance hotline. You should call and talk to somebody and see if you can get help. And it's like. It was like you can meet with a professional counselor 12 times on any one issue. Um, cool. And I was like, sweet. So I go, and the, the lady I met with, uh, I kind of describe a little bit of what's going on. And she goes, were you homeschooled? Like, yeah. Like, did you have, like, highly creative jobs right out of high school? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I've diagnosed, like, four of you in the last two <laughs> months with uh, ADHD. And I was like... Well, no, uh, you can't do that because uh, I grew up hearing ADHD is just bad parenting. So if you're going to tell me I have ADHD. <laughs> you're telling my mommy did a bad job. <laughs> yeah. And I love my mommy. <laughs> coconut oil it was more will like fix that. Coconut oil. <laughs> I need, I need tangible, like lavender. put me through the rigorous testing. Like I don't want to just be like – I don't want to just trust you on this. I need to see it. And so I had to go through some testing. Actually, the guy that you guys just interviewed, or maybe not just the one before that, the idea of um, in that I've discovered a dyslexia with numbers. 
Mine's very specific where the the middle, the numbers. So if there's a... 1,245. One, I'll switch the two and the four almost every time if I'm not paying attention, right? I already forgot what I said. So. <laughs> um, 1,244. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to sound cool. Once I got that uh, you do sound cool, diagnosis, sound. there was a huge relief in me because I realized that uh, although lying is not, it's not moral, it's not a good thing, there wasn't a deep core moral issue as much as there was a way I've been thinking or the way my operating system works. That, so like it relieved a lot of shame uh, and shame has its uses and should be utilized at different points. Yeah. But when there's no question and there's no exploration of the shame, you can get really destructive and, and kind of... And there's different words for shame. And, totally. And the words matter. Yeah. Because there's there's conviction yep. and then there's guilt. There's just like this, the shame that is just like, I am a horrible person. And if that's the narrative you tell yourself every day, like I Self-deprecating. did. Self-deprecating. You're going you're gonna to make horrible, self-fulfilling prophecy eventually. Yep. Like you're going to... Your word, you're, something we don't realize is our words have power. Yeah. And the ones in your brain about yourself, especially so. Yep. <laughs> like, um, That's why I think, um, I don't know if this is true, but one of, something that I've heard is that psychiatrists will tell extremely depressed people every day, go in the mirror, every day you need to be exercising and eating, yep. right? Those yep. are two things you need to be doing just as a normal human being. Totally. Just to function <laughs> totally correctly. like I'm doing it. Yes, Mr. Mountain too. <laughs> I had a healthy carrots and celery and then Sam brought chocolate. Sh- <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, it was good chocolate. It was super good. <laughs> um, but one of the other things is lie to yourself in the mirror every yeah. day and go, you are awesome. You're beautiful. You you're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lie to yourself every day in the mirror and eventually. That narrative will it flip. It might be true. Yeah. And so that's something that I've I don't know I've never been depressed and so that's mm. that's ruined me because my wife deals with anxiety and her Dude. anxiety makes her feel guilty which makes her depressed which makes her anxious which makes her feel Dude. anxiety which makes her feel depressed which right. makes her feel and I just sit there and go what just buck up and go through it yeah yeah after yeah. our earlier conversation totally well and that that's interesting too in this whole conversation especially about death I was just reading this uh, article and saying like. People with depression do have a more they they can easily dive into a it wasn't infatuation with crazy circle with death but they're more willing to engage in that conversation about well death death is an ultimate end yeah and so at that point you're just ending this misery that you've been dealing with for yeah. so long depression is interesting I pretend to analyze people I'm a plumber <laughs> I'm a plumber guys <laughs> I know what's up I'm a plumber, I've been a plumber no, for depression is huge like and that's been a, a a big thing for me too and it, I think it comes with all the coping mechanisms the shames that attach to that but like right now it's in this space of like so I don't have a job uh I'm not sure I have this idea you're a straight white male you're not providing for your family right ah, ah, yeah ah, yeah ah. there is something to that man like yeah boy and so and then I ran out of Adderall three weeks ago sick and Adderall's you should bring me some. I'll buy it off. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's mine. <laughs> I need to buy some Adderall. Um, it's amazing. But I ran out three weeks ago and called to get the the prescription. Sorry about that. Edit. Uh, the prescription refilled, and 
they're like, hey, the doctor you were seeing is no longer with us, so we can't actually fill this. So I hit, oh, man, I'm not going to have the thing that takes the giant, soggy, wet blanket off of my brain. Uh, this is going to be interesting. And it's been, it got super dark, like real fast, where I was like, oh, my gosh, I am in depression mode 11. This is bad. Uh, it, and I was like, what did I, I don't even remember how to deal with this without this thing, which is scary to me. And it's like, scary when you are addicted to a substance that you can run out of. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not been a withdrawal feeling, but there's definitely that feeling of the blanket never coming up. Like foggy brain is something that I'm experiencing, um, a lot, but it was like, I know the solution now and it's like, you need to exercise. You need to go back to you need CrossFit. Those, you need those endorphins. You yeah. need, you need the, adrenaline you need the yeah. you need the extreme stress on your body and and tearing your muscle totally but in the depression my thought line five sit, six days die. ago was okay the solution is you wake up at 5 a.m you go crossfit with aaron and mike and you're gonna feel better and it was like i, I don't, don't feel wa- better i don't want to feel better i don't want to do the solution because mm-hmm. of how dark it is and so that's where it gets really strange. And I don't remember what, why it hit. I think it was just like, eventually I got to the point of going like, I don't want another day that I feel like I go through the day and I don't live in my own life. You're going to go f- CrossFit. <laughs> go get feel out of the bed. pain. If I'm going to be self-deprecating. <laughs> it better be to get out of my bed. <laughs> right, right. So I'm so hitting that, that point with my weight. <laughs> <laughs> so ended up doing that. And it's like, I just, I've CrossFit on Monday this week and on Wednesday and all of that pain, actually the soreness, especially it's interesting how it roots me in my body and doesn't like the pain is over here now. Now it's not so much up in this one spot. And I don't know. This is a super personal question. That's fine. Did you ever delve into self-harm? Um, so that's a, because what you just no. described, what you just described with doing CrossFit is pain. Yeah. And so you root, it's exactly what depression brings uh, to a lot of, from my experience, mostly female with self-harm is yeah. they, they want to feel, they want to feel something yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're so numb because they're so depressed. Totally. And so that's why they cut because pain roots them. Yeah. And so what you just said with, yeah. with that. So that's interesting. So. I can't answer that not because I don't know, but because it's such a weird question mark for me. Do I self-harm? So if you look at my arms carefully. They are very scarred. (laughs) You should be like, what the, what did you do? You pick scabs. And so there's like that. Yeah, right. Like, and I can't stop. Actually, in the last few days. That's not weird to me because I grew up with a mother who picks scabs. Right. Well, that's cool. It's weird. I'm so self-conscious about it. Normally, like this... Uh, this year I wore long sleeve shirts up until really? it was like 85 degrees until yeah, okay, it was okay, like, fine. I gotta, I have to surrender to it. Um, cause I, it's so like, that is, that is interesting. It's a self harm. That's more acceptable. I don't, it, I don't, ugh, it's acceptable. more, it's way more acceptable. It's not a knife. Right. And I also People don't look at your arms and go, ew, he self harms. Right. But I, I'm not sure. Do I pick because I'm self-harming and trying to feel a pain or is it just this neurological thing that I can't stop doing, but it lives in both of those worlds somehow. Yeah. And I'm, I haven't explored it enough yet. I should probably. Did you, did you pick your scabs more when you were depressed? 
Oh, yeah, it's super easy. So, at that point, then, yeah. it might be delving a little bit into self-harm. Right. Depressed or bored. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's a strange thing. That it's, I, it's a very interesting... Self-harm is a very interesting... Self-deprecation, self-harm... Yeah. When, you, when you're ruining yourself, it can, it can do several things. Mm. When, when you do it verbally... It can be funny because you're bringing yourself down to make other. Sometimes, sometimes it can be "woe is me." Sometimes it can be you're tearing yourself down to build somebody else up. Totally, and sometimes super fun, and it's super fun. You're like, "Oh, well, this guy. Look at this guy. Yeah, (laughs) look at this guy. I'm nothing compared to him. I'm a piece of trash compared to that guy right there." Which is true. (laughs) Look at Sam. He's a beautiful man. Nicest things he's ever said to me. No, it's not. I've said way nicer things to you. Probably. I've also said way meaner things to you. <laughs> that's, that's also true. You've also said way meaner things to me. We're analyzing a relationship. Anyways, I love it. I love so it. The self-deprecation is always yeah. it's always fun because there there are people, it, it has to be the state of mind and where yep. you're coming from. I'm very happy with myself. I like myself. It's amazing. But according to my wife, I've been a lot less happy with myself because I've gained a lot of weight in my hips and stomach mm. and now I don't like myself anymore. Interesting. So the physicality, so this I'm, is like I'm a something... very physical person. Yeah. And so now that I'm not as good looking as I want to be, right. I started running <laughs> Yeah. from Monday to Thursday and I'm like, I'm, I have not... Just nonstop. <laughs> yes. Nonstop. I'm <laughs> running Monday right now. Monday to Thursday. Monday to Thursday. But I've been doing it every morning. <laughs> Good for you, work. man. And so I'm like, I need to fix this. And she's been getting mad at me that I haven't been fixing it. Yeah. This is a whole thing. Anyways. Interesting. Back to ADHD. Cause I still don't understand. No, I'm, I'm all in on this conversation now. <laughs> okay. Uh, interesting. This is, this is the closest thing to depression I've ever gotten to. Wow. Yeah. It's weird coming from someone who's never been depressed. Yeah. It's fun. Because I live with someone who experiences depression about once a month. Okay. Or more. Right. Depending on what's going on. And so it's allowed me to experience things more. A little bit more. Intimately. intimately. Get some of that lived empathy. But I can still self-deprecate with liking myself. Yeah. Anyways. That's so, yeah. It's it's interesting. I, I... I also can hurt other people's feelings, which I've done before totally. very easily because because you don't live with that, no. and you don't realize. I don't. I don't live with depression. Yeah. I also love bringing up extremely touchy subjects, which is mm-hmm. super fun. <laughs> and it's good for podcast land. It's great. It's perfect for podcast land. <laughs> so and Silas and I had a conversation apparently a long time ago. He said, "I said to him, Silas, we have had such a wonderful background with two parents who loved each other." And yeah, us, yeah, yeah. they both believe in Jesus Christ, and that that has put us at a very, very extreme steep advantage over. I would say at the most ninety yeah, percent of everyone. You just have the stable. We are so confident in ourselves; we could destroy anyone we want. It just crush them because we. You can. There's very. I don't know what you could say to me. Yeah. The funny yeah. thing is, though. I want to add. Just, Sam's going to add something. It's going to crush me. I'm no, go definitely cry. don't want to. I don't want to. Definitely no, no, don't. Do because it, do you it. know what? That's the person that I turned out to be the opposite of the two of you. And that's in why. The same context. Same context. Right. Same lineup in terms of I'm the youngest. Yeah. I'm in a two parent household. You grew up basically an only child. 
Yeah-ish. I grew up with probably Same closer, with closer siblings, more like Silas, because Silas had like siblings that were around. Um, and it's interesting because you felt guilty. Question mark. No, I I have always been the insecure, lacking confident tag along third wheel. Gotcha. Mm. And same context, but like in terms of like obviously there's definitely differences in terms of like how we were raised and parents and you know things like that. Our dads uh, actually hugged us. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> That's a chord. <laughs> he made a joke that was very serious the other time about about uh his dad not hugging him. And I was like, wait, is he being serious? I don't remember that, but probably. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's interesting because like in the context of being friends with the two of you, I was perpetually jealous. Like you guys were cool, you guys were confident i don't think i necessarily realized that you were confident especially when we were younger but i was like you guys were cool so like cool cool then meant confident now so my concept of like not being able to recognize words like oh they were confident like the deeper meanings you guys were cool and i was not cool the guy you met um when you first came here josiah he coined what i believe is the perfect description of me and other people have also said it's a perfect description of me. He said, I'm the absolute nicest asshole he knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's tricky. He said, you're a nice, you are the nicest asshole I know. He said, you're super nice, but you're real. Yeah. And then my wife delved into it further. She said, assholes are different than being, than jerks. Mm. Yeah. She started breaking it down. She's like, jerks are intentionally assholes. Right. But you can be an asshole unintentionally. Totally. You know, Anyways, one of the things that I always wondered, and I've always wondered this. Sam, do you have ADHD? I don't think so. I sure do, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I've actually, recently I've actually considered going to... Um, therapy? Therapy, a therapist, just without having a specific, like, tick that's cueing me into there being a problem. Mm. I definitely know that there there is, but, like, not not... Not a disruptive one. I don't necessarily have something that disrupts my my day to day life that would cause me to go. But I'm just like, I'd love to be analyzed by someone. Yeah. I just would like to know and explore your brain. And yeah, yeah. I don't think I have from that a completely unbiased body. And that part of that is like, okay, so someone has looked at you, James, and has said, okay, you are a like the nicest asshole there is. Someone called me shallow once. I took that very personally. I remember that. I remember you telling me that. It was interesting. I don't think I'm shallow. I don't think you are either, but it takes <laughs> it took an element to get to the to a conversational place. Damn plumber! It takes a conversational like it takes a vulnerability a to get to where you are actually not shallow, but not superficial. So like you are like you'll have a conversation with anyone for the longest time about really interesting stuff, but it took me a while to actually get to what you thought and what you believe mm. because. That is my defense mechanism. Yeah, you're totally. not shallow. You're thinking about those things, but it takes a while to get those to be revealed. On the drive here, I had to go, remember, you're going on a podcast where they're going to be asking you questions. You don't get to hide behind all the questions. But the worst time. part is, Sam, we're talking more than him. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> no, I know. But think about it. If you were on your podcast and you were talking more than your guests, how would that make you feel? 
Oh yeah, I'd be a little weird about That's it. That's how I am right now. It's <laughs> not. It's not, totally fine. I know it's fine. What I love about going like just stroking ego, I guess, would be uh, there when I listen to your guys' podcast. I wish Tim and I could <laughs> just stroke <laughs> the ego. I wish Tim and I could do a little more of the um, the banter that you guys are able to pick up, so it feels even more conversational. Because sometimes I like I'm bummed out by the interview interviewee yep. dynamic that we get going on in ours, where it just. I'm gonna be honest. I've listened to two of your podcasts. You're fine, man. It's all good. See, that's what I do, and everybody's like, "I've never listened to your podcast." I'm like. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not that good. I, I mean, really don't care. Yeah. Yeah. What uh can I ask what to or was two? I listened to the one I cannot remember the I don't remember the name. The guy who's the app developer, he Yeah, yeah, I know. A long and time then ago. The, I, Fuck I it, the don't the, worry. I I wanna tell you though. Anyways. I just got interviewed on it. That was fun. That is fun. It's always fun to get interviewed on your podcast. Yeah. Ooh, we should do that. We should do it because I technically did an interview with Silas and technically did an interview with Sam. But it we was should a do really, a follow up. We should do one because we both we all three didn't know how to talk in the yeah, microphones. We should do. We should that's do, how you start. We all realized we're really not interesting whatsoever. So, we need to figure out what we're. We doing. should do a James Silas Sam interview, like one episode each. Yeah. That'd be great filler since we seem to be bad at uh, oh, researching I'm, topics. So, I'm so bad at scheduling things out. As well, you schedule, have experienced. Scheduling is fantastic. It just has to do with our roles. I am the producer yep. and editor. Yeah. I don't do any research. Yeah. And, and our social media handle and a bunch of other things. So you do the podcast. I do the podcast. <laughs> I rely on Sam and Silas. To bring to do, the content. To bring the content yeah. when we're doing a subject. Yeah. Which is why I like interviews. Because we act. don't have to bring the research. We can we can bring up things about our past and bring up things that are interesting that uh, yeah, people yeah, listen yeah. to. This is so boring. Anyways, no, I, to me, it's boring. From a standpoint, it might be boring for the audience. That's too, what but I'm, I'm going I'm with. In. That's why I'm saying it's boring. It's boring content. I'm enjoying this so conversation. Add the uh, add the uh, also if you want to hear about. Podcast. If you want to hear about podcasting, it's a super fun thing. Um, there's a lot more to it than you understand. Totally. Uh, did you know that a computer cannot handle more than one USB mic unless you download an Isn't app? It annoying. And yeah, unless you download an app, and then it can support two, but not any more than that. So then you have to buy a very expensive audio interface in order. Old Scarlet. In in order, you have to get the Scarlet. But and if you want four pod, if you what want is four the four microphones. One? This is the A. This, I mean, how much did that one cost? I think this was like two fifty. I got it on eBay. It's a. I got a super good. Re, deal. I got a dumb deal on this thing. Yeah, because like the the solo one is like at least two hundred bucks. I yeah, think. I got it. I've I've been scouring. I think our whole setup is about eight hundred bucks. Yeah, eight hundred nine hundred bucks. Yeah, and I keep adding to it. Slowly. My whole setup was, hey Steve, can I have some extra audio equipment? Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Connections. <laughs> Anyways, so let's. Yeah. We are three hours in. Are we three hours? Almost. So ADHD. Yeah. You went through a bunch of rigorous Got tests. tests. Um, that was super helpful for me to actually acknowledge like, okay, this is a thing. I that have I a have. problem. Yep. And super freeing, but also experienced another sense of like sadness. Like, oh, this feels like I have some cards stacked against You're me. out of Adderall. That's where I was out of first. Adderall. And so that's why I started CrossFitting again. It was like. I've got to move. Like, if I don't, this is going to get even even darker. And remember, everybody, when you're 85, don't just sit. Be a farmer until you're 85. There you so go. you're that skinny little tiny guy that, that can pick up farmer. an entire truck because you'll live to be 100. Right. 
and smoke 50 packs a day. That's the real key. It keeps away a lot of you know, the toxicity and it keeps away other toxins. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's not the If smoking. your cells are dead, they can't get infected. So you're <laughs> if your cells are already dead, the cancer doesn't want them. <laughs> but um, that was something we I noticed because my grandma lived with us for about six years is when she stopped moving. It's, it's just a human nature thing. Yeah. When you stop moving, you deteriorate. Yeah, I mean. Mentally, physically. Totally. Emotionally. And so... That's yeah. a, that's very interesting. Moving. So, trying to it'll be good to to be doing this. What's then, what's your CrossFit? You did it Monday. What did you do Monday? Monday CrossFit. was five. Get ready to throw up. Five rounds. So, oh, I have it in my phone. Oh, sick. One sec. Um, oh, cool. He's like. So what I've been doing as a workout is there is a track um outside of town or just outside yeah, yeah. of town, and it's it's eight rings. I guess that's normal. And what I do is I I I do ten push-ups. And then I run around the first middle, the center ring. And then I do 10 more push-ups and I run around the second ring. And I do push-ups at each ring before I start them. Yeah. And then I do one finishing up. So I do 90 push-ups. And I think it's about two miles. Good for you, man. I mean, I kind of hate you because I, like, I do jumping jacks hey, in my Sam, living room. <laughs> I did it a month ago. Yeah. And then I didn't do it again for a month <laughs> because I wanted to die. I love you, James. And then this this week, I got really discouraged looking in the mirror, and I said, okay, 5 a.m., yeah. and go do it. Hashtag relatable. And so I've been doing it, and today I missed it because I woke up because we went to bed at like That's midnight. so interesting night. to me, the, uh, the idea of like... Self-deprecation, the thing is motivating people, because I've talked to different fitness coaches, one fitness coach, and they said different things motivate different people. Yeah. Some people need that. You're a fat piece of yeah, shit. I hate Get out this there. Body. You need the drill sergeant. You, you need the work. drill sergeant. Some people to push need. You. No, you're doing good. You they yeah. need encouragement. So what's your what's your CrossFit? Well, regimen? I was just gonna say my right. my motivation there is always brain. Like yep. I'm so much more creative whenever the exercise. I'm not creative. <laughs> I don't buy it. Uh, okay, so Monday was so 15 kettlebell swings. What is a kettlebell swing? Is it the, it's how it, what's that thing how, and you just stand How heavy do you have? Uh, I just did 35 pounds because I've not done anything in forever. I think the the normal he one just, is like, He just said he did. Sam, Sam Shoemaker. Do you, okay, have you ever lifted 35 pounds? Yes. How many did you say? So you do 15 kettlebell swings. 30. So you have, you, what's a kettlebell swing? You swing it up and, yeah. and through your legs? So you have 35 pounds and you do it 15 times. How many times? And then and it's supposed to be, I think 55 is the prescribed weight. Cool. Uh, then you do a 15 calorie assault bike, which have you guys <laughs> ever done an assault bike? Judging by its name? No. Because no. <laughs> I still have legs. It's the trickiest, dumbest. You get on it and you're like, oh, good. I get to ride a bike. But the way the, the gears work on the pedals is like, there's this metal bar here. This is great podcast content. And then the pedal actually is here. So you're constantly behind wherever you're pushing with your foot. Sweet. You can never feel like you ever get up to speed. Uh, and so uh, whoever designed I'm just that, angry. <laughs> whoever designed that, uh, probably so how much, it's a do, lineage it's a 15 of calorie. So you burn, medieval you have to burn 15 calories on that bike. And what you, is the equivalent of burning 15 calories? Torture. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I don't know what the equivalent is. Um, and so you do that for five rounds, and you're halfway done with the workout. So, so 15, 15 kettlebell swings. Yeah. How many times? 
yeah, 15 times. Yes, but the, those are reps. reps at 35 pounds is what I did as the wussiest member there that day. And then you have to do that how many times? And then you do 15 calorie burn and you do that five times and you're halfway done with the workout. <laughs> I mean, already you're a Navy SEAL compared to James and I. And then <laughs> the second half is you do 15 sit-ups and then a 200 meter run for five rounds and then you're done. Wednesday was an 800 meter run with then a 95 pound push press, um, eight, uh, 18 times. So, but I couldn't do 95 again cause I don't, I've got a oh, weird shoulder and I don't want to go goodness. in at 95. So I went 45, just the bar. And I was, I, you're supposed to do that for three rounds and I made it through two and I was like, I'm, I'm going to puke. My mom. Yeah. So I said, I guess Harry made it two rounds today. Everybody. Sorry. Okay, so so then there's a question that I have. Yeah. Is there like is there um I don't know if science is, is there like a scenario where this is like the opposite of healthy for your body cuz it's it's a very oh, regular regular rigorous <laughs> rigorous uh workout. Is there very like rigorous? <laughs> I mean is it the opposite of good for you like long term? Yeah, I think I I mean that's that whole like if you go into anything too intensely. Yeah. Or too much. Um what I I mean, when I look at body types, which is rare for me to care about body type, but when I do, I only like women with thigh gaps. <laughs> Cuz super Lord. important. Um whenever no, I like anorexic women. <laughs> this is called what, uh, uh the heroin chic look. Yeah, That's yeah, actual, there we go. That's an actual term in fashion industry. I want to oh, crack no. hole. Yeah, yeah. That sounds no, okay. It's yeah. bizarre. So, um the is it unhealthy yeah i'm sure you could engage with it in unhealthy ways what it does for me though uh if you've not read if he starts um, wearing sunglasses upside down on the back of his head then it's unhealthy yeah right <laughs> or if you show up and we meet each other and i say crossfit in the first 20 seconds <laughs> there's so that. like uh, how's, it, well, how's it going instead today? he says depression the first five <laughs> right crossfit's oh. the best guys you just gotta get on it um where I think it's interesting, uh, The Power of Habit is an awesome book. And in it, he talks about a key, like figuring out your keystone habits, the habit that holds so many other ones that just happen naturally. And blazing new pathways to your, ne- your neurons. For sure. Have you read it? It's so good. No, but I've heard different things about yeah. how, how, how habits work because, you know, that's a thing that you tell 13-year-old boys in some classes. Do they? I don't it's know. <laughs> they tell you that no, if you're. I was also that, homeschooled. They tell you like, that if you're like addicted to porn. Yep. Yeah. Because so it's, it's, a, it's a neurological pathway. Becomes a habit, yeah, yeah. so you, you have to you break your habit over so three days. Yeah, talking about porn. Right. <laughs> That's my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast just went full circle. End it here because it's not going to get better. <laughs> you're, this will not get better. <laughs> it's it's get worse. Um, we haven't even covered his <laughs> podcast. Gosh. <laughs> if we need to stop, we can. But no, we don't. It's just. Um, that'll be a nice closer. The, uh, this is going to be like a four part. <laughs> Sorry to take up no, your No, no, not. Dude, like, this is, the fact that it's this I'm awesome com- is why it's I'm this I'm complaining, but I'm not. Okay, that's cool. I Sarcasm is actually hard for me. So that's oh, I've stripped down to my tank top. This is a good podcast. <laughs> just as tank I'm getting top. more naked as we go. <laughs> I have it down to 70. Um, so what it does for me, CrossFit specifically, I've tried to do another exercise thing that's repetitive and you can gain like a an equilibrium eventually. And this you cannot. 
like I was easily reminded like, oh, that's right. I never don't get to be not sore. Like, uh, did I say? No, I'm you, you didn't always say that yet, sore. But that's that's. I'm yeah. just. There's never gonna be a day now as long as I do it. Because with like running, if you run, if you run a mile every day, then you continue running a mile. Then you once build you up conquer a, that, then you do two, and then you start getting to a point where your muscle, your leg muscles, and your, you know your other muscles, the running is no big deal. Mm-hmm. What I'm understanding from CrossFit is they go fuck you, buddy, and you feel horrible all the yeah. time. Yeah, it's just constantly working different areas of your body. Like today, we're gonna be working your eyebrow muscles. The the first day I ever CrossFitted. I showed up to the gym. I went through the warm up and was like, I've never worked out this hard in my life. <laughs> and that's the warm up, everybody. <laughs> I was like, eh, which says more about my lack of movement. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think a podcast does. So it. then I do the actual workout and push press, actually. Mm-hmm. And I remember the bar going up. And then I remember being on a beach. And feeling insanely euphoric. And then I remember my friends yelling, Harry, are you okay? (laughs) I had passed out with the bar over my head and fell on a concrete floor. My friend barely caught the back of my head before it hit. He saw me going down. uh, And I just, done. That was day one. (laughs) Day two, I show back up and puke my brains out. Just losing it so what happens for me so when Sam i cross crossfit it, sounds fun it's the best <laughs> can't wait to do it man so what happens for me so like you're right i was drinking mountain dew tonight uh that's because i like sugar a lot the problem is is i'm gonna be working out in the morning and i'm gonna do be a work doing a workout for sure that will punish me for whatever i ate today uh if i ate poorly so like i'm about i'm going to feel the pain of that and after three or four or five times, like, I go like, okay, I guess I'm done eating horribly because I don't want to puke again. So That's crazy. And so then it also triggers, like, uh, creative energy, creative flow state. It triggers, like, I get home, actually take a shower and brush teeth and, like, get ready for the day. Uh, I'm like, oh, the girls aren't up yet. I'm going to go do my... That's just journal. getting up early. That's always great getting up right. early. Right, before anybody else and having that quiet space. And so, but it's, for me, it always triggers, like when I'm in that mode of the, the CrossFit thing, it, it triggers it so a, many other yep, things that's in health. a good routine. Yeah. So, it's horrible. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking to a friend of mine who wants to get into CrossFit, and then he showed me uh, the CrossFit, uh, what is it called? The CrossFit competitions. CrossFit and, games, yeah. They changed watching a bunch it, of stuff. Watching it made me nauseous. Yeah. Dude, those guys are... When they when they say it's like we're figuring out who the fittest on earth is, it's one that you're like, oh, yeah, everybody uses those types of things for their yeah. like labels. Like the most... Everybody in this group is the fittest people on earth. Right. They'll find some version of that. But like when you watch the games, you're like, no, okay. All right. Yeah, no, you were in the title. When when you start seeing strands of muscle on people's arms, oh. then you go, okay. <laughs> you got Calm it. down there, buddy. <laughs> it's insane. Those guys are intense. And right. I, yeah. So let's go to the podcast. Podcast. So when did you start the podcast? Started the podcast. First of all, what is your podcast called? Uh, the podcast is called This Will Get Better. And that came out of me and Tim talking. Uh, just that idea uh, for people who have things that they're trying to make and build seems like without that underlying belief system 
uh, it's not going to work. And I'm experiencing that right now ever since May 31st. Like I have not had that belief system in my head about the things I'm trying to make. And guess what? They ain't happening. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, I need to, I'm actually thinking about a podcast about this. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about doing a segment just to keep myself in mm-hmm. that mode of like, and here's the thing I'm trying to make. And this is how I think I'm going to try to make it better this week. And here we go. And just try to, just for my own sake, right? Like, place to document that journey and keep track of myself. But, um, and so we just sit and we talk to people who are making a thing usually within the first couple of years of them engaging with that and ask them about that, what they're doing, what they're learning through it. But then what I really love is the process of asking questions around the idea of like, what are you absolutely convinced of? Sometimes it's within the field that they're in, but it could be something completely different. Um, asking them questions, just some more of those existential. I love that stuff so much. I find so much gold in there from people. And and so that's what when, I love doing. When you start questioning people's beliefs, it always gets really interesting because then they have to go through the thought process of why they actually believe something. Yeah. it's so, And and I'm just so curious about where people, what they're like. As the, I was just talking to Tim about this today. Uh, we were having a conversation about how to. He totally could have come. Yeah. He's on. We he's got to invite him. It's we get, all good. No, I think we get Tim on the next episode. Yeah, do it. Like, guess. I feel like to add another voice to this would be like chaotic. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are darn you, Daniels. You're so interesting to talk to. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> it's fun. It's so weird to be on this end of like, why are people asking me? Qu- I just want to. This whole time I've been fighting the urge to ask very specific questions of, Ooh, to you guys. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> so just, next time have both of us on. And then <laughs> there we go. We just, we I just do want to have you guys on. And like, yeah. Let's do it separately. Cause then, well, Sam's already, Sam was on it, but never published, right? I was on one of the trial episodes. Yeah, when we were first going like, how the hell talk, do we do this? And what is about this? selling Legos. It was awesome. There, There's a couple Shit of... Is in, <laughs> strings that into the, just the <laughs> bit of my seat. Dude, there's some of the things you said in there of like, They've come up in my head again at different times. Like, oh, oh. that's interesting. But actually. I deleted all of those uh, practice ones because I was <laughs> running out of space on my computer. And I'm like, oh, cool. Didn't have one of those, you know, Western digital external drives. Four terabytes for $100. Four terab- oh, is that Amazon Prime? Yeah. Just get one. Prime deal. We got Just, No, it wasn't a Prime deal. This is what it normally is. Oh, that's amazing. $100 for four terabytes. Jeez. I'm eating out my M.2 is the only problem, so I need to transfer stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. So so, so the, whose brainchild was it? Was it a mixture of both you and Tim? Yeah, I think so. Like, what got it off the ground? What got it off the ground is just Tim and I love podcasts. We listen to a lot of them. Um, Name three. The one that anyone who grew up in any sort of Christian world that you have to go listen to yesterday and like listen to 10 episodes, please is called good Christian fun. It's a Christian fun. It's a podcast where they take Christian art and translate it to the culture at large. It is hilarious. It's run by two small comedians and I die every time. Like I was mowing my lawn today laughing and just like my neighbors got to think I'm an insane person. Oh, uh, you, you got you to run that by me again. What was uh, it called? Good Christian fun. Um, So it's, it's one. It's incredible. Uh, other one that I think is really important right now is Kara Swisher's podcast, Recode Decode. She's getting into, she's, gosh, how would I say it? She's not afraid to ask and report 
on the problems of big tech right now, which is really interesting. We're hitting a plateau. Yeah. We're yeah. hitting a major plateau with ideas and we're we're coming up with ideas that we think people want, but companies are not acknowledging right. what people actually want. Yeah, They're yeah. adding more cameras. Nobody freaking cares. Totally. totally. Oh, we made a foldable phone. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, listen. That's what makes that We Croak app so interesting is because they're going the opposite direction. Saying, yep. We don't want you on our app all day. No. We want you to check in. See Go, this oh, thing. I'm going to die. Oh, and then shoot. Leave. I and should, then get I should probably be more present in my life. Yeah. Um, and then you get, I've heard you guys talk about that one. Let me just do a quick look. Those are the two. The last podcast on the left. Um, that I listened to more the most. The, you know, one of the ones that I interviewed her and she came out with a podcast after um, us is Find Your Happy by Lydia Keeney. Um, mm-hmm. And her and her husband moved to Paraguay, and like Holy she cow, does, that's awesome. she does her whole business is remote now. Like she does piano lessons remote, she does coaching remote, and she does Wild. podcast remote, which is pretty cool. Twenty first century, yeah. Uh, but the real, the real deal. There's a podcast, y'all. Anybody who's in a relationship is just where should we begin with Esther Perel? Where should we begin by Esther Perel? Where should we begin? That that thing is gangster. Sick. <laughs> Just one of the she's been doing therapy, couples therapy for like sixty years. And then just said, like, hey, if you want to do therapy with me but can't afford it, just let me record our session and post it. That's really cool. It's insane. Some of those episodes rip my heart out. Like that's you're gonna, gonna be, weep. That's gonna be heavy. <laughs> that's yeah. gotta be so heavy. It's so good. Well Sam will weep. Well, that, I James, looked at him. James will just scowl. I'll sit there stoically. <laughs> eh, I think the best, the, best, <laughs> the best thing I ever heard out of a, a couple's therapy was, um, was a, a wife came to the the therapist and they were both sitting in the same room and she said, "I love my husband to death. I would die for him, but I don't respect him." Mm. And the therapist looked at her and he talked to a lot of couples and he said okay he said how would it make you feel if your husband had said to me i respect my wife to the ends of the earth and i would die for my wife but i don't love her right right dude and she went that would break my heart he said that is the equivalent (laughs) that's what you just said what you just said (laughs) right right and it's based off a book um the love and respect respect book and that is foundational to any relationship i'm not saying married couples i'm saying any relationship i am 80% 80% certain that I got that book as a wedding present from your mom and dad. Oh, yeah. They were gifting it's, it to everybody. I think I, I got two copies. I think it's copies. a good book. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, and I appreciate it. I just think it's funny. Like, yeah. It revolutionized our marriage because Olivia realized, oh, he doesn't, I love my husband, but yeah. he doesn't need it. So if I show him unconditional respect, then he'll start loving me more and we'll right. get out of this crazy cycle. And we would... We read that very early on, so we caught the crazy cycle pretty quick. And she loves me, and I try to, dude, I try to respect her as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, the uh, but that's that's so. Just going along with what you said, so good. It's so, anyways, so. What was the main? What I guess were those all influential in what you wanted your podcast to be uh, besides no. the one that started after? No, it was really. I just love. We love. I love talking to people and hearing their story. Like and where they are and what they think. I think 
I think in the background in my mind always, whenever I'm interviewing those people is I just get into this mode where they, they become a character in a movie. Yep. And I just get to go like, so where is all of this coming from? And what do you, I don't quite know yet how to actually help people name the conflict that they're in so that we as the audience can go like, are they going to make it? Like, are they going to do it? But I'm always curious about that. And and so just following that curiosity and, and then almost that, yeah, there's, I want to, I don't know how to shift the format, but there is something of like, I would love to talk to people very explicitly through that lens of like, and the, the here's the only problem is once you put a microphone in someone's oh, face, yeah. they completely sh- they are not as vulnerable. Yeah, and that's that's something I would really like to have on our podcast. Like when we when we uh, interviewed the Vietnam vet, he didn't bring up stories that he had yeah. told me personally about Vietnam that totally. I didn't see was a problem, but he must have he felt not, that he felt right. that, yeah. that he told me stories afterwards that I was like, this would have been great. Yeah, the show. Have heard yeah, for, yeah. Well. I didn't. I didn't view it as content, but it would have been great for the the people to hear and understand. Anyone who hears it is going like. And Whoa. so, yeah. so that's the second you put a mic in someone, or like the camera. The second we turn off the camera, we start worrying less about what we're doing. Oh, totally. Because especially as a content creator, you go back and you re look at you look at yourself and go, why did I do? Why did I do? That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is important. It's a good thing to analyze yourself and critique things that yeah. are not good, but everything in moderation. Oh yeah. So. Let's let's get really really boring. Yes. Technically, how did it start? Like, <laughs> like tech wise, mm-hmm. where did that? How did that work out? Because I want to know your story about how you got to where you are. Yeah. So I started with going to my brother Steve, who has lots of audio equipment. It's like I really want to get the Tim and I have this podcast idea. You know what do you, what do you think? And do you have any equipment we could use? And he said, yeah, sure. And he brought over a black bag and he's like, it's all in there. <laughs> you went, uh, can you show me how to hook it up? Cause <laughs> I don't know. Jack. And Steve's always been my sound engineer guy for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Like he just knows that stuff. And so showed me it and then gave me, uh, one of the access codes to the pro. So he uses studio one a lot. So mm. I, I edit and record and all of that stuff inside of studio one. I have a, I have a seat that my cousin and friend graciously let me use to Adobe. So I have the yeah. Adobe cloud so I can use anything. So nice. So I premiered, I used, premiered that's what I wanted. Edit. I tried to share it with somebody, but then they, they were like, and we got everything downloaded on two computers already and so it's going to create an issue are they really using both computers at the same time you know no, they're not dang couple photography editors (laughs) 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 having two computers trying to work on stuff anyways dumbo uh no no it's cool but uh so then started editing on that learning that then it was how do i get these things posted and anchor had just come out when it was, I haven't used it in a long time, but when it first came out, it was like, whoa, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I was going to use that platform, but at the time they were having trouble getting things into the iTunes library or Apple podcast library. And so where can people listen to you? Uh, the, uh, Apple podcast, Google play. Is that a place? Yeah. Um, it should be most place. Spotify is on there somewhere. Nobody listens to it on that though. Um, I have people that do. 
Yeah, it's Weird super rare. And like, who listens to podcasts on Spotify? Silas was like, you have to put our podcast on Spotify, otherwise I'll never listen to it. And I'm like, you don't listen to it anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the platform <laughs> that I went with was uh, Simplecast. Okay. I love Simplecast so far. And it's just, they make it super easy in the sense. I'm using Podbean. Podbean, yep. It's super easy as well. I tried SoundCloud, but I didn't like the pay structure that they it's had. like, hey, so you're going to pay us $1,000. And you get this many minutes of upload And a you month. go, hey, excuse me. Uh, I'm doing a podcast, not music. Yeah. So your your three minute soundbite of music doesn't really work for my two hour long podcast. Totally, totally, totally. So ended up. I sound- did the SoundCloud thing too, and I used up all my free minutes. And they're like, <laughs> pay us four hundred dollars. That's so annoying. Or X amount of dollars. Yep. So then Simple casted it. They made it super easy, and I like their system. They just updated all of that, which that's awesome. They have some pretty cool analytics and stuff. And, and then did you upgrade? I know analytics is fun. We have to talk about that too. Yeah. Um. So have you upgraded any equipment? Have you bought any equipment? No. Uh. So so far it's all been pretty. Oh well, no. I bought these headphones. Somebody gave me sweet. Uh, hundred bucks for my birthday, and I was like, I'm. I really need because we only had one pair of headphones that were broken that Steve <laughs> gave us. We had two, but then he needed one back, and then he went and broke the ones. And I was like. Steve, dang it. So we were all using like our Apple headphones <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Just anything That's we funny. could find. So now now I have three headphones. I would, and usually I don't. Like if I like the, there's me, there's a co-host, and then there's the interviewer. Um, yeah. We've tried doing a couple where there's more than that. And it's hard for my brain to be able to focus. Like, because I go like, but both of you are here and I want to dive in. I don't know how to like allow there to be a group of interviewees yet. Yeah. So maybe I can someday, but I'm just like, I just want to sometimes works and it sometimes doesn't. All right, guys, thanks so much for having me. I have a spiel. It's been a blast. It's It's been been fun. Thank you so much. Hells yeah. Mr. Harry Daniels for for joining us on our first explicit podcast. (laughs) Oh, is it going to go explicit? I'm just going to. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Yay. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram for updates on what's going on and what's going to, who's going to be on the podcast and whatnot. Um, you can email us at thispodcastislava at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and you can watch a tiny bit of this podcast on YouTube because my camera ran out of storage. Yay. And Podbean for the two people that listen to that. So if you have any questions or topics you want us to cover, uh, email us. And uh, be sure to check out Harry's Harry's podcast and his officiate Instagram. And if you want him to officiate anything, uh, be sure to message him there. Heck yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks so much for coming, man. It's yeah. been, it was a blast. And we will definitely have you on again. Would love to. Round two. It'd be so fun. All right. Good night. Or goodbye. <laughs>